of course, taking into account a like more complex behavior, like verbal behavior from like relational frame theory. Well, we know that now the causes are not necessarily in the consequences, they are in the antecedents as well. Welcome back to Act Root to Fruit. My name is Marcel Tassara. And I'm on a quest to dig up the roots of the contextual behavioral sciences. This is a podcast about getting deeper into the behavioral underpinnings of acceptance and commitment therapy, functional analytic psychotherapy, clinical behavior analysis, all of the the therapies that fall into the contextual behavioral sciences. My agenda here is, is how can us clinicians have a deeper appreciation of function. So what I'm I'm after here is is speaking to some of these luminaries to get some insight and some some guidance on how to be more effective, how to how to intervene and be precise with my interventions. In hopes that you listening uh, follow along with me on this journey. If you've been if you've been following along, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, and if you're new, I appreciate you too. Uh, feel free to subscribe or like, review. One of my primary motivations for, for doing this project, and this, this podcast, is to be helpful. Uh, just imagining a world where more clinicians are basing their interventions on function. So if your interest is, is in getting there and would like to uh, do so in a group setting, hit me up. Um, organizing some training groups to do some experiential work and some didactic work around these, uh, these principles of, of, of what I've been getting at here. So, so, so excited to be joined today by one of the hardest working people that I know, Dr. Luisa Canon. She's a clinical behavior analyst and licensed psychologist in California, working out of California. She works still uh, where she got her master's degree at the University of Nevada at Reno as a graduate advisor and um, is very active in ACBS, co-chair of the upcoming 2022 World Conference in San Francisco. Um, She's the founder and director of Act to Thrive, a center dedicated to the provision of ACT-focused training, consultation, and treatment services, and is a co-founder and uh, director of research for uh, the Institute of Effect for Effective Behavioral Interventions. Uh, it's a place organization that provides state-of-the-art behavioral intervention for children with autism. And she works a lot with, in consultation with BCBAs who are looking to expand their practice. Um, so without further ado, Dr. Luisa Canon. How like all the work that I'm doing right now has led me to um, observe how people are continuously like in, in, I mean in the midst of the growth of act right mm-hmm. and the and the interest that I continually see people trying to go to the script to go to what do I say next to to that kind mm-hmm. of thing right mm-hmm. and so and um and and everything is like the attached from. From the principles, from the roots, hmm? ah, okay. and and my and my work has been um, well disseminating behavior analysis and um, yeah, telling people what is what what does it really mean to you know to think behaviorally and like functionally in the room, um, and with a perspective of I guess not knowing not knowing you know not really having to prepare yourself to be. Mm-hmm. To know what to say, you know, to the client when you are there, because you don't know what's going to happen, because the future hasn't happened yet, hasn't come yet, right? Yeah. So it's that kind of like, to me, liberating approach where you don't, um, where really you don't have to know, you just have to be there, present, listening, um, connecting with your senses, right, to what's happening in front of you. Um, okay. So, so in observing all those, that has been my my. Um, I guess my work, right? Trying to help others during consultations and mentorship mm-hmm. to cultivate that, to, to learn to create a space for, um, for you know, the right things to happen, and the right, the workable things to happen. So, mm-hmm. so you're you're you are um, sprouted from that foundation. Your your plant started there, and yes. so you've that stuff. You feel like that gave you the 
the good backing the, to, to go exactly. ground, grounded from there to where you want to go. Exactly, yes. And that started in, um, in Bogota, Colombia. That's where I am from. And mm -hmm. um, so I went to uh, Conrad Lawrence University. Um, and I think it continues to be uh, the behavior, I mean, the university with the most or the heaviest behavioral approach okay. um, in Bogota. And yeah, that was first semester reading Skinner and in Spanish, the available translations back then. Mm. Um, so that has been my journey since, and and I and and then yes, when I was exposed to other things, I had a huge difficulty. Like, what are you talking about? But I also I also didn't notice at the time, but now I do see how I was uh, so. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the rules that you create around this is what's uh, this is the lens through which I see the world, and this is the lens through which I understand people and and behavioral phenomena, right? Mm. Um, and how do I take those lenses and then wear others, right? Uh, I didn't understand how other people could not have a lens. Yeah. I mean, they did have one, probably they could not describe or talk about it, mm -hmm. but definitely it wasn't the same lens that I was uh, looking at things or, yeah. um, you know, from, so. Okay, and that, so that obviously directs how you, how you um, dance now yes exactly <laughs> and um what what do you think will be what what of that is important to you now or what what should we where should we start around these these roots what do you think is a good starting place well um i think that maybe we should start with um i guess with pragmatism with like uh, with behavior analysis functional analysis mm -hmm. um i think that's something that is becoming more uh, prominent um, in ACBS, I think um, I think there is there is now a space for that. I feel there is a space for that. Mm -hmm. um, and as, as I as we talked the other day, um, I do a lot of uh, consultations and mentorship and not only to behavior analysts uh, who want to learn about ACT and other CBAs approaches, but uh, also clinical psychologists and mental mm -hmm. health professionals. So, um, so something that I see that is uh, that is lacking there is is that functional part, right? That uh, tendency of of um, I guess looking at how things look like rather than how they work or how they function for themselves and for the person they're working with. That's something that I have been um, very uh, interested in doing is disseminating uh, behavior analysis and. And I, I do recognize that I don't have the most, uh, I guess, simple or simplest way of talking or um, talking about things in general, right? Um, it is almost like I can I can tell you how things are read on the book, right? Like I don't have that simplicity, right? Okay. There's many people in the field who are uh, very skilled at talking about the same things in simple language. So yeah. that's not one of my strengths. Um, and I think you, you hung out with Linda too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, well, I mean, I, I wish I could say that I was, um, that I was uh, like really connected to that back in, like in the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was, I think my, my English uh, repertoire wasn't, I guess, fully developed. Yeah. And, and I, I think I kept, part of my head busy thinking, how do I do to, you know, like to understand this better? Mm -hmm. Am I making myself clear? Am I understanding these complex things, right? Reading was easier, but listening and talking was another, you know, thing. Um, but anyway, I, I guess, yes. And I, I do experience that when I talk to people that are not, uh, you know, behavior analysts, they tell me you use so much jargon. Mm. And I feel that's just my, you know, that's just the mm. simple way. That's my way of talking. And and yes, baby, the, the influence of hearing everybody talk about, you know, those terms and and those, you know, complex ideas. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So so um you were saying that your uh your specialty is not not uh mainstreaming or um <laughs> not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how do you, how, how do you, how do you work and how do you help people see, see function? 
Well, you know, this is something that I have uh, been doing for the last, uh, I guess, for the last year or couple of years is I do attend trainings uh, from people that I have listened to before and and they are so clear in the way of explaining things. Mm -hmm. So I attend trainings and and you have no idea the million of aha moments that I have when I mm -hmm. listen to them. I just think like, how come I didn't think of that before? Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. way of saying the same thing, right? So, so that has helped me um, kind of build uh, that simplicity around the way in which I explain things um, and the examples that I give and things of that sort. But, uh, but I do, I think I, the, the way I explain function is simply by asking you right now, like, I am sure that you have uh, something in mind to ask me. So what do you intend to accomplish with that question you're gonna ask next, right? So instead of going, obviously, um, conceptually speaking, going about it, mm -hmm. but I will just uh, take, um, I guess, a sample of what's your current behavior and ask you what, what do you intend by doing what you're gonna do, right? Mm -hmm. You start to introduce the concept of, um, of function. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, that's that's how I do it. Rather than actually talking about so much, uh, you know, behavior always happening in mm -hmm. a particular, you know, space and time, and always be preceded by an antecedent and followed by a consequence event, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. That goes later, but uh, but I want people experientially being in contact with that in the moment. Yeah, to get it there, hopefully. So okay. Yeah. And one of the things I've been thinking about in terms of of what you just said is. The difference between between like the consequences of of an act versus the intent of the act, you know, like I, I, let me say it, like the outcome versus the intention. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I, I I think that I at times have gotten a little bit cloudy around how, you know, what as a clinician is more important to pay attention to when I'm thinking about function. Okay, so I think that. Uh that we got into um, causality. <laughs> yeah. And so in behavior analysis, uh, well, traditional behavior analysis, right? Um, the, the, the causes are located, but I'm not sure if located is the right word, but you find the causes in the consequences, right? Um, according to Skinner, for instance. Mm -hmm. So. So you don't explain. Uh, you don't explain why somebody did something because of the, you know, because of what happened before the antecedents, but because of what they learn, right? Mm -hmm. And only by being exposed later to particular to similar conditions, then you will understand what did occur in there, if reinforcement or punishment or whatever. So, but but of course, taking into account a like more complex behavior, like verbal behavior, and uh, I guess the understanding um, about how it all works from like relational frame theory and all these, well, we know that now the causes are not necessarily in the consequences, they are in the antecedents as well. Mm -hmm. If antecedents we refer to as rules and uh and and yeah rules that that i guess we derive or just we we learn right mm -hmm. so so rule governed behavior and and all this kind of thing um so we we know that we not only now learn by consequences by by relating and um and and, the, and again yes by rules so so there's a place also of of that in the antecedents um mm. I mean, I don't know if that was maybe I made. Uh, yeah. Out of it. So it's 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 broadening out from just looking at the out the the what was learned or what the outcome was. Yes, exactly. So, uh, but when we talk about like direct contingency management, right? Mm -hmm. So I arrange the environment in a way to make your behavior more likely to occur in the future by presenting a particular set of stimuli, and. Um, and I know that if I deliver or, or a, cons a particular consequence, that it's going to have an effect on your behavior. And, and then we will know, or we will say, we will be able to state, right, that um, you engage in a particular behavior because this particular consequence was delivered upon uh, your behavior occurring. But taking that into a more contextual approach, where it's not the management of the direct management of uh the environment right 
and, and the behavior there. Um, when, when we talk about context and when we talk about language as context, right? Mm -hmm. Then I think there is a place uh, of like of causality in terms of how is that we also learn. It's not necessarily by consequences, but again, by the rules, right? But why the rules say, even we are not, uh, even though we're not in contact with uh, the contingencies that the rule describes. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a place of causality now in the other aspect too, not only consequences, but antecedents as well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because of the way we respond. Hmm? Yeah. I don't know, is that helpful? Maybe yeah, it, it, it's helpful to set the stage. And I, I guess I'm just, you know, um, thinking about your comment in terms of asking someone what, what, you know, what, what were you hoping for with what you said or what you did kind of, that's, that sounds like it's fishing more for the motivation than like helping them to see what they actually got. Do you know what hmm. I'm saying? Um, like if you were to, if you were to, um, You were to say something, let's say a joke, you were to make a joke and uh -huh. I found it offensive. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the outcome is for me and maybe other people like, uh, just for me, for me is that yeah. I'm offended by the joke, but your motivation for telling the joke is to, uh, maybe well, ingratiate yourself or oh. yeah, or you know, many, many things it could be, you know, like you, you, you see that I don't really like you too much and you want to mm -hmm. kind of get me to like you or, you know, millions of things right mm -hmm. yes so um so so what and yes i i think i understand your point so it has to always do it is tightly linked to what you're looking for right but one thing is what what one thing is your intention and what you need and want right and mm -hmm. what you're looking for another one is what you produce by behaving in a particular way and that's what I guess brings us to, I guess, uh, you know, being aware and like being uh, sensitive to what's really happening in there, right? Because mm -hmm. again, your intention can be one, but what you produce by behaving, you know, informed by that intention is another thing. Hmm? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that is one aspect that uh, that also it's uh, I think is crucial. I think it's one of the most I think important things. In, in the clinical work and and yeah in the work with consultees and, and mentorees uh, it is to to teach uh, not not to teach necessarily but to to guide them into observing what happens when they respond in one way or another way right mm. to what is the intention and how that works out what is really happening how how do you observe you are affecting uh, the other person's you know behavior mm -hmm. by what you, you did right? Yeah. And and the outcomes of that, I mean, according to, I guess, an ultimate, you know, goal. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. And there's something unique, do you think, about uh, CBS and clinical behavior or just behavior analysis and maybe clinical behavior analysis uh, that well, is very different from what they're doing at uh, La Javariana? Uh, I am not sure that La Javeriana is a... I'm I don't want to, I'm not going to try to pull you into a controversy. I just... Thank you so a... much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. I, I do appreciate that. <laughs> I also don't want to get in trouble, although I like trouble, but um, yeah. but, it, but maybe not this morning. Too early yeah. to start with trouble. <laughs> I think about Trouble when you know you're trying to get into trouble, maybe, right? Not, 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 <laughs> not, not an accident. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, no, I think that, um, you know, I, I don't think that people, people know, people know what, I guess, uh, the assumptions are, like the, like in, in the context of ACT, what, what is the stance that, that, that is, that you need to take, or that, not that, not that you need, but that if you were to take, it will probably work better with, um, you know, with, in combination with the other assumptions i think that if you if you think about it all every single book in act right has a chapter on contextual behavior science and functional analysis and i am not sure that that people read them or maybe they read them mm -hmm. but but I, I don't i don't 
think that that there is some contact there with the importance of that. Mm-hmm. I think that one thing again is reading about it, knowing about it, and another thing is embodying that. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, in in terms of um, I guess as we talked before, uh, given the um, the growing interest in act and people wanting to do act and so many uh, models and I guess um, exemplars, right? Great ones that we have and, oh, I want to do this or I want to learn that or I wish I could sound like this or like or like this person, etc. cetera. And, and, and there is so much emphasis on, um, and, and that's something that I see, right? Also in social media. Um, what exercise um, do you guys recommend? So for this client who is engaging in this behavior, mm-hmm. what metaphor? And I think I, I worry about those kind of questions. Mm. What is, where is the, the, the functional, the pragmatic aspect in there? Mm-hmm. So I worry about that. And I worry about, um, I guess, yes, uh, conducting like more topographical analysis um, and intervening based on topograph- topographical analysis or or yeah, observing the behavior to look like in a particular, you know, form, shape, whatever, and then uh, categorizing it in a, with a process of particular act repertoire and then intervening um, based on that, not based on how is it working for the person and how is it working, you know, for you or what is showing up for you when the person brings that to you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously there is a whole, you know, interaction of, of both in there. So. So I so that's one of so that's one of my worries and and again my work the last years has been disseminating you know this work disseminating the perspective of people have attended uh, you know workshops gone to trainings they know they, they know the hexaflex I guess from A to Z right mm-hmm. um, do they they do concern they do get worried about okay after this one what's next and and how come if I'm doing this it all feel like I was doing this. Why do I mean processes overlap, or you know these kind of things, right? And like my my my, what what I want and to my work to continue to be is to get people far away from that, to get to get some distance enough mm-hmm. that they are able to really be the humans that they are in the room, and to not know it, but to model. I mean, if if you think about it. We are, as therapists, um, the best tool that that is there in the moment to shape uh, the behavior of um, mm-hmm. the client in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if we don't use ourselves in that regard, then what are we doing, right? So, um, so I think that um, getting distance from the the different models i don't use any any in particular i used to i started with hexaflex Mm -hmm. and i saw how that organized my behavior initially but i also saw how it disorganized it (laughs) Mm -hmm. later on right by falling into the same traps that people that that a few people that i that at least i see and observe and and that i work with are falling into so so this is more about getting like trusting that you know enough, right? That your yeah. purpose is to, as I guess Kirk Strossel in your wonderful podcast the okay. other day, he mm-hmm. said, uh, well, you know, I thought that therapists need to really acquire a lot of uh, difficult, like, like complex skills. And, but in reality, all that you're doing is trying to make the person behave different, like behavioral variability. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And, and like, isn't that liberating? Isn't that liberating in the sense that you don't have to go to this repertoire or this other repertoire? You just have to have the person respond differently. So, yeah. and, and so my idea is kind of on the same lines. Yes, that's the, that's the ultimate goal. But how how do you uh, how do you convey that in the session, right? How do you yeah how do you model that? And and the modeling is about 
I mean, isn't that the first, to me, the first kind of, uh, you know, a stage or not a stage. I don't want to talk about the stages or the steps, but like the, the, like the floor, right? Mm -hmm. For you to really see how I handled my, my stuff and your stuff, right? Yeah. And um, so I don't know. I, I feel that I'm going like, I'm climbing up on this branch, this branch, <laughs> this branch, and I'm hoping that I'm going to get back to the center, but What's I the center? The center, I mean, I, the is, center is passion. I feel that about this oh okay well that's good yeah. <laughs> that's helpful to hear yes yeah. um so I, I guess the center it is um know your north right mm -hmm. and get away from all the branches that can be distracting and the mm -hmm. stories about those branches that can probably get bigger in the room that you want them to be mm -hmm. so you can really be sensitive to what's happening in there not okay. in terms of content but just everything that is happening. And so I, I heard in your share there that you have passed through some different stages in your in your metabolism of this this um, what, this these technologies, yeah. mm -hmm. the CBS approaches, and um, and I can relate a lot to that. That you know, kind of you know, maybe going to a, a workshop and trying to be Kelly Wilson after the workshop, or going to another workshop and you know, trying to be yes. certain people. Mm -hmm. Or, or you know, really, what what am I working on now? What what process are we working on now? And um, I don't know. I just, I mean, I, I get the sense that that's part of the process of of getting to a more process. Uh, how do I say? It, it feels like for a lot of people, it's that's uh -huh. that's how we arrive to to being more flexible in the room with what's exactly. showing up. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So I, I, I mean, it, the embodying the I, real quick, sorry, the, the embodying is like, um, I mean, part of part of that, what I'm hearing you say is, is, is turning these things inside. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I think it's, it's those things that we read again in chapters of books, or mm -hmm. that we see as the first slides in people's trainings and workshops, right? Like you're not the expert of the client's experience. It's the client who is the expert of his own experience, right? Mm -hmm. Those kind of things. You are there as, um, you know, as, as someone that is out of of the picture and and the the situation, like the pain, right? And yeah. so therefore, you can see stuff that the person can see in the moment if there's so much, I guess, um, dominance of rules or uh, verbal mm -hmm. content, etc. Is 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 that it is. It is being okay with messing up. It is being okay with, I guess, um, creating a space for for a mess to happen, for uncertainty, um, and to model that because that's how it's gonna go for the client too. Mm -hmm. It's not that you get your tools and then you go on life like, okay, I have I have my bag of tools and and it's fine, I have them and then I use them and you know, no, it's gonna be messy. And it's always gonna, you're always going to find yourself stuck <laughs> no matter how much you use them, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely the more you practice, probably it might be the case that you might uh, more quickly get out of, uh, you know, to, or, or, or get to notice that you are right now under the control of those rules and that those are organizing your behavior in ways that is not helpful to you. According mm -hmm. to what you love or, yeah. or are going after, right? Yeah. Um, ongoingly. So so it is, I, I think it is that. I, I find I find difficulty in setting up that space, in being there and trying to to fix, to to fix, not to create a context where a lot of uh, beautiful things can happen, right? Um yeah, and, and I mean, I think all this has to do with the same, like, yeah, with ideas of of CBS and, and, and again, behavior analysis, which is, you know, it's a huge part of it, right? Not the, not this emphasis on fixing the problem or coming to session thinking, okay, how am I going to help the client last time I was stuck doing this or that, but like go blank and just observe and feel and like breathe like mm -hmm. what's like everything that is in front of you right and be that human and model being that human who mm -hmm. makes mistakes and who is lost and mm -hmm. who at some point like i don't know what to do here yeah. but i only wish 
we find this space to do the work for you to find you know that you know connection to the things that are important right mm -hmm. and is that is holding holding the client by the hand right and i'm going through this roller coaster together that that that's it yeah. without having to know or compare or categorize you know what i mean uh -huh. just being very um sensitive and, and attentive to how that uh, change like she change from aversive control i guess to appetitive control shifts in the room or mm. like, not shifts what am i saying shifts in the room mm -hmm. so so the embodiment in the room there's a uh the, it's, it's not tight it's kind of uh uh it doesn't have things don't have to be a certain way exactly they don't it is whatever happens there mm -hmm. it is not knowing it is sitting and having sitting in that uncertainty of i don't know but i will know as i am there with the client in the work okay that's that's all you need to know okay i think that's all you i, I think that that's all what's helpful yeah. And to call it out. If it is going, if you see it's not going the direction, then to call it out. Not sitting in your head, oh, this didn't work. So what's next? What am I supposed to say or do? Let me see. Let's let me look through the files of metaphors and exercises. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it is well, I can see that this didn't I, my intention was to do this or to get you to, to get to this place and it didn't work. Maybe let's step back, maybe let's pause actually that like uh, and again as i'm saying it is that i i model it i do pause and i notice i notice you and what you do and then i do and i notice myself and like my behavior and i notice the space and i look around right and it's, it's shifting that attention constantly and modeling that right and curiosity allowing being curious about what's what i'm observing right yeah. and 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 I guess uh, encouraging you to be curious about what's happening, even if we are lost, both lost, and we have mm -hmm. no idea what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's sit in that space and be curious. Yeah, that's something right? that I, I've been paying attention to a lot and how I ask questions of, of mm -hmm. clients. And uh, I, I, I think that it's easy for me to, to ask with a certain kind of certainty, like mm -hmm. I know what the answer is. Uh -huh. And I want to be, I want to make sure that I, I am bringing kind of a, an open curiosity to, to what yes. the wonders that I have. Yes. And I, I think that's, a, I mean, that's as always, right? It's something that, that, that is something that you can set for yourself, you know, when you are there. Hmm? Mm -hmm. And to sometimes, I mean, I know this is probably, um, well, you know, it is obviously part of my experience. And what happens is that, and as I relate to what you're saying, I ask questions and I kind of know what the answer is going to be. And then, and I remind myself in that time, like, I want to ask questions about things that I don't know. And for sure, for sure, for sure, I really don't know how it feels for you, what you're going through or a particular, you know, experience, mm -hmm. how you experience a particular um, stimulus. Yeah. And I want to get as close as possible to feel that, right? And something that it helps me, and I don't know if you do therapy in Spanish or not, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. um, well, certainly I do in English, in Spanish it flies, it's so, it's, it's fun, right? I don't have to think much, I guess, but <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And And in English, when the clients talk about things that I like, really, I have not heard like words. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, I like, I wish I had my dictionary there, or I wish I had some, you know, magic Google microphone translator, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because I was embarrassed to say, what do you mean by this? What do you mean mm -hmm. by that? Yeah, In I, terms felt, of I, language. I felt that. Right. But, I, I have, I'm immediately taken back to one of the first clients I had when I first started doing therapy who 
he, he got upset with me because I didn't know what manicomio was. I asked him, well, what is manicomio? Because I never manicomio. heard that word. And yeah. he was like, oh, okay, now we have to, now we're going to have to do therapy in English then. Like, is he punishing <laughs> me for, you know? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Anyway, sorry, that was nothing to do with what you're talking about. But. No, no, it does, it does. And, but what I want to do right now is like take your example and my example and shift it in okay. a way to make us not wanting to really know for the sake of knowing and then carry on with the conversation. But knowing because I want to know what you mean by that, mm. right? So not knowing even when clients talk about things or or they say phrases or or I guess phrasal verbs you call them or or they use a slang or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I'm clueless. Like I I want to play the role of a fool here. Like I yeah. I might not know or I really don't know. Like mm -hmm. would you tell me what do you mean by this? No. And, and they might go verbally, you know, talking about that. But I want to know, okay, well, how, like, I, I want to know more that, than words, right? Yeah. Yeah, Walk yeah. me through that. Um, so I think in a way it's an advantage not to know all English, right? Mm. Or for you not to know all Spanish. Mm -hmm. Because navigating through those, uh, uh, you are automatically put in this place where you don't know it all, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to ask questions and... You are yeah. really like curious, but again, curious as to to have not an understanding to find the meaning and then carry on, but to stay with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it comes to the client experience, so I I think it's lovely. I mean, right now I used to see it as oh my god, why? Like I hate when this happens. I want mm -hmm. my dictionary. I want to know English, blah blah blah. And now, now it's it's lovely because. I don't because you know it's an opportunity for me to ask to know mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the moment right yeah so. yeah and model a lot you know and and exactly. it's interesting how we're you know when we're when we're new you know we're we're we, we kind of overcompensate our insecurities with a tightness and a assurance you know that maybe sets up the stage where i, I can't ask you know, exactly. because, and then when I do, they're like, oh, wait a minute, these last three weeks, <laughs> what else did you, did you not understand, <laughs> you know, but when we're, when there's the looseness, you know, I, I, um, you know, one thing I, I picked up um, along the way in, in this, um, in this approach that, that, you know, the, the contextual behavioral approach is that, you know, setting the stage early on, like, hey, if I, if I say something that isn't, you're not understanding or it doesn't fit, let me know. Like it's going to be really helpful for me to, to know mm -hmm. when something isn't landing with you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I like that about the setting the stage, right? But also not relying on it, not relying yeah. on the person telling you, but you having your eyes very yeah. wide open. Yeah. Right. And to yeah. notice when things are not landing, because a lot of clients can be there. I mean, Oof. Oof. Like, you know, I it's, mean, it's, it's, and, and, you know, I'm going to generalize here, but especially depending on the cultural context you're working in too, but, uh, you oh, know, yes. I mean, um, that, that I think in, 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 in Latin American cultures, you know, to get some feedback as the, as the, the person in charge like that is, it's not going to, it's not going to come naturally most of the times, you know, my experience. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. In mine too. Yeah. So there's other types of uh, things that I guess take place in there, right? Yeah, I had made a kind of a, a generalization about, you know, uh, several continents, <laughs> people I, and no, getting and feedback. Yeah. Exactly. No, and, and yes, I think we're on the same page. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it is it is hard not to. It is hard not to. I mean, my work with, I do work with everyone and, and with mm -hmm. people from different cultures. Um, and, but I do, I think, yes, that, that overgeneralization part is hard, you know. Like mm -hmm. I have to, I have to sit and, and tell myself, like, it's kind of like, I, I want to raise, I, I want to raise it and just, you know, but then of course I come into contact with that and I'm like, hmm, okay, well, <laughs> this originalization is quite accurate. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> as I see, you know, as, yeah. as I come into contact with, with new, with new clients or. Well, it's interesting. We're talking about assuming like, no, like, you know, like, like with this language situation. Um, mm -hmm assuming that I know, right? Like how often um, have I heard someone say, 
I feel a certain way, they use a word, let's say, let's say they say sadness. And I assume they know, I know what they mean by that because I speak English and because we're both from, you know, the same area or whatever. Exactly. And, and, you know, this, um, I think it's a really important point about this humility to really not like unearth what is, what is the, what is the, the, the what is the qualitative experience of that regardless exactly. of, you know, how do you think experience we know. it? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, now, but 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 here here is the thing though. What I wanted mm -hmm. to go back to was when someone is omitting, it's different. It's it's there's a you know when there's when yeah. they're not giving, you know, they're you're 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 hmm. you know they're they're not describing like we said in this in this example where it's like you know they didn't say that they were misunderstood or you know there's a there's a void of information there. I don't know if there's anything there. Is that is that stirring up anything for you? Um, I think sometimes uh, it is um, a matter of uh, skill deficit. I guess it it could be in some cases. I I have uh, found that myself uh, when when you know clients really don't know how to describe their experience. They only know two categories, and they don't even know words for sensations or mm -hmm. they, they don't have a repertoire to um to tact you know um mm -hmm. but they observe right so it has to it has to do sometimes with that but i also have found that yeah that, that it has to do with really the, like a difficulty of um like being aware and contacting uh, that, that is space that you're trying to create for them right I think um, in the, I guess in the Latino culture, it's very common to find that people don't go to therapy, mm -hmm. right? And they just talk it out with friends or they go to church or they, yeah, mm -hmm. they just solve things within the family, right? And so when they come and talk to you, then everything becomes like a physical medical problem. I have a pain over here and then my head aches and the other day I had my stomach upset and so you already know, you know, what, what, what's kind of going on, right? And to try to bring that as like in the context of, mm -hmm. you know, there's their suffering, their pain, it is, it is quite the work, right? For them to acknowledge that that's, that, yeah. that is one, you know, possibility there. I don't know, for some reason I felt that I just went to another different branch, but but I trust that you already <laughs> my uh, scatteredness and cuckoo-ness yeah. that shows up in. <laughs> Maybe you're just, you're scattering with me. You're scattering with my scatteredness. So that's, that's uh, we'll blame me. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm wondering about what else. Um, there were some other things that, that you know, um, you had there on the, I'm wondering that what what else is there that that is feeling vital to you right now about? Um, let me see. Um, trying to think. I mean, we kind of cover um, the the pragmatic part, uh, the functional, you know, functional pragmatic aspect. We did talk yeah. about um, you know behavior in context, right, and how the clinician yeah. is part of that context. Um, we did talk about also, um, I think those were, let me see, what else did we talk about? Um, oh, well, not knowing, right? Versus knowing. knowing. Yeah. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. And how that, that is useful and liberating from you yeah. know, any attachment to any model and any script, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess, did we talk about in that, uh, in, in, in that aspect of knowing, knowing by doing and knowing by being there experientially, not by knowing about or like how, um, the, I guess, um, yeah, well, all, all what, what shows up for people when they have to tact or like describe or that kind of bring um, to the room, right? That uh, particular response from, from the client that seems to be under aversive control, right? 
as I guess um, mm -hmm. Emily Sanders will say, the snake in the room. I love that. Um, yeah. So yeah. yes, and and how I, I don't I'm not sure if if it is useful to go into that, but to what extent people do the work they need to do in order to um, to bring the snake into the room a million times, if that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. Versus bringing it once and then yeah. putting it back in the cage and then observing it just from, from a distance, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know if that is useful to talk about that, but I could probably share that. I think that is one of my, um, I, I think that is the, the, the funnest, you know, things to do in the session while, you know, keeping obviously, uh, mm -hmm. you know, this place of, you know, compassion and, and, and love, right? Um, but I think that when I, I am in session and I don't bring the snake out of the cage, I feel like I am, I don't know, um, like in probably in a state of stupor or something, you know, like there is nothing feels like really mm. vivid and um i don't know i yeah. i do yeah. i, I kind think of like in the head very analytical kind of talk yes and like very well i do tend to be my default is fast everything fast and i talk fast and breathe fast and everything is fast but when i'm in session that's a whole different thing right um <laughs> that's the, that's those are the only instances under mm -hmm. which i can be um more like, you know, slow and calm and probably I won't even blink as much as I blink normally, but um, but definitely hmm. getting, I, I think that's, I think when I get into a session, my, my first thing is like, I'm excited to take the snake out of the cage and I am willing to take it as, as many times <laughs> as, I need, as I need to. And I do tell my clients that like at the okay. beginning, this is how work, this is how our, our, our work together could look like, right? So I tell them in advance, um, mm -hmm. this is not going to be, this is not going to be, um, I mean, obviously you check in, into account that the client feels comfortable, but not comfortable to inadvertently reinforce, you know, the avoidance pattern or anything, but I get it that not everybody's gonna go to the same pace, uh, but definitely I do tell them about creating a lot of opportunities for them to sit with them, for both of them to look at it, uh, to probably be able to pet it at some point, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and that is gonna be a lot of, it's gonna be intense. And, and I do remind them that they are there paying me money, that probably if we weren't, if we were not doing that, or they were to agree with just uh, talking and being listened and, Maybe that's something they can do with their friends. They don't have to pay them money for that. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, the work is going to be intense, but it's going to be, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think they get, they, they get to see, they get to see the possibilities. Yeah. And, and um, that is enormous for me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I the the, quali the the qualitative difference between um, talking about something versus kind of like you say mm -hmm. um, handling the snake is it's a big difference. Yeah. It's a big big difference. Exactly. And um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I can I can tell you like that you know my when I've been in therapy uh -huh. and I've I've you know been in with with someone who doesn't practice a cbs approach mm -hmm. what i've appreciated the most is those times where i was you know given permission and walked through you know guided through some some of what we're talking about here you know rather than yeah. kind of talking about something over there and something that's you know yeah. describing something you know mm -hmm. i i think I think I think I will think what I would like to think that people um, will like right away see the, the, the contrast and mm -hmm. and feel that they are in a that there's another floor where they are standing on you know um, and I guess yes I mean you you describe 
how even that's feel to talk about or to tell the same story that you have probably told. Um, apologize for the alarm. I have like a thousand alarms and this one was to feed my dog. Okay. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm a new mommy, so. What kind, what kind of dog do you have? Um, Siberian Husky. Oh, wow. Yes, he Oof. is a handful, yes. Yeah, I love him. Actually, he has gotten me away from my addiction to work and 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 plan and and be such a you know control freak. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I have like instant mindfulness like moments with him, so it's it's nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You're talking about working from the heart. Yes. But this information has come to you. It's, I mean, you know, when you're undergrad and, and on through your master's degree with, with Linda Hayes, mm -hmm. I'm going to assume it, it was, it was up here. Oh, yes. Head. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, as you know, I'm, I'm, that's how it's, that's how the information's entering this, my organism as well. And, and sometimes I wonder like, how do I know that I'm working functionally if I'm not constantly paying attention to the A's and the C's and the contingencies and, you know? So as I hear you say what you're saying, I feel you, but like, there's a part of me that's like, but I have to know, you know, uh -huh. how, like be thinking in a certain way and in the room. And then, and then I, sometimes I, I do that. And sometimes, you know, so, so that's, that's, that's my, my question for you. And you can answer whatever okay. you hear in there that you, it seems might be helpful. Yes, of course, Marcel. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, you're right. I, um, I have spent a lot of years of my life, um, you know, well, yes, studying and, and being very mindy and, and having to come to this place where I, where I am now, um, in which I want to, like, you know, the embodiment of, I guess, these assumptions and, and principles, right? Um, I guess one thing is having been in contact with that for so long makes me not be so um, attentive to every single element, right? Uh, of the contingencies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Something that is, something that has been helpful has been um, making a lot of mistakes. Like, oof, like okay. thousands of mistakes. Uh, yeah. Trying to actually be attentive of all those things as, and, and catching those. Um, has made me not be that human that I want to be, and okay. I have been. I have contacted reinforcement by by being who I am, hmm. and, and 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 I guess well the knowledge is there, right, and the practice and the experience. So mm -hmm. I I I don't know how to tell you in one sentence how how do <laughs> I. <laughs> I guess it's impossible. It's like a, a three-day a three-day podcast, if you want. <laughs> Maybe right. Yes, yes. Um, but I mean, knowing knowing your basics, I guess I think probably um, holding onto some rules, right? About what is my north here? What is my what is my role here as mm -hmm. you know as a therapist with this client, right? Um, I always have something that is like my default and that is to pause and okay. to pause and to notice and to allow and to choose. That's kind of like my four, my fourth thing. And, and that is what gets me always back, back in track, right. Yeah. Of not being like too mindy and just being that person and model that because isn't that, I mean, mm -hmm. that's what I do anyways. And okay. that's how I do get unstuck. And um, and that's how I teach people to get unstuck. And so yes, I guess holding on to those those rules lightly yeah. too, because also they can you know backfire. Sometimes there is no some, so sometimes it's not gonna be I guess uh, yeah. workable right or helpful that you do those. But but yeah, it is that it is really noticing like noticing, noticing how how noticing what happens yeah. when I say this, noticing if you you know, your posture, everything, like how that is landing on you, right? Without having to think, okay, mm -hmm. my behavior was an stimulus for the person. And so the consequence, uh, you know, like all this kind of thing. But by being busy doing that, you're missing an, on a lot of data. 
that is happening there in front of you and that you can use to, okay. you know, to do what's best next. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so what I'm hearing there that is, is um, I think generalizable is that we can assume that most of the people who come to see us aren't taking moments to pause to see what's there and exactly. when we when we provide that what we do que tal si terminamos hablando en español oh sería perfecto maravilloso so cómo podemos terminar en español hablando de la, este tema y podríamos eh, tal vez decir uh, que Bueno, tal vez decirle a la audiencia, ¿verdad? Que, que ellos ya saben lo que tienen que saber, ¿verdad? Ajá. Ya han estudiado mucho, leído mucho, que ahora es tiempo de separarse un poco de los libros, de, de, de los libros ¿verdad? Eh, ser ellos mismos y aparecerse en, el, en, el, en la sesión o con sus, con sus eh, clientes o con las personas que trabajen, como ellos que modelen lo que es este tipo de trabajo, que sientan en su propia piel qué es hacer este tipo de trabajo. Sí. Que lo modelen, lo animen y, y ya. Y es, es, creo, que, creo que eso es lo más importante. Y siempre pensar el por qué, el por qué de todo, okay. no el cómo, so, so, el por qué. So, so, el por qué. El por qué. El por qué. Pensando funcionalmente. Es, exactamente. Es cada cosa que tú haces, cada cosa que la persona dice, hace. ¿Por qué me está diciendo esto? ¿Por qué está haciendo esto? Porque si lo está haciendo, está siendo reforzado, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. ¿Mm? Entonces uh -huh. ahí te vas a dar cuenta por, por qué camino coges para intervenir, ¿sí? Para empezar a entender, a intervenir. Okay. ¿Mm? Y, y las técnicas... No tenemos que de, eh, poner los, las técnicas a un lado. Ponerlas. No ponerlas. siempre, pero a veces. Exactamente. Es más, usar lo que tú tienes enfrente tuyo para, para hacer tus propios ejemplos, tus propias metáforas. Al final, el, el proceso, la, la parte de, esa parte de cómo vas a influ, influir o, o generar una influencia, un efecto sobre el comportamiento o el contexto, ¿verdad? En el cual el comportamiento se da, yeah. es usar lo que la persona te está diciendo para llegar allá sin tener que irte al libro, es, es entender la mecánica de la cosa, ¿entiendes? Y irte por allá, más que tener que usar y adherirte a cómo dicen las cosas o cómo están en los libros, es eso, es estar ahí, es de verdad conectarte con tus cinco, con tus cinco sentidos, no mucho acá. Ajá. Y, y sabes Ajá. que hay que creer el proceso, que, creer en el cliente y creer el proceso. Y ya. Yo creo que eso sería como lo básico. Yeah, yeah. Ok, ok. So, después de leer, estamos hablando del segundo paso. Pues no sé si el segundo sí. paso, pero el próximo paso de, 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 de manifestar. ¿Cómo se dice? Man, man, manifestar. Manifestar. Esto en vivo con alguien. Exactamente. Yeah. Los procesos y, y guiar a alguien por ese camino. Ok. Okay. Pues mira, eh, me alegro mucho en, en que, que podíamos um, bailar esta, esta bachata. ¡Ay, súper! ¡Bachata! <risa> 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 um, no, vallenato, debo decir. Va, unos vallenatos. ¿no? Bueno, el vallenato, um, sí, también. <risa> no, pero, pero sí, me, me, me alegro mucho y estoy muy agradecido que... que um, compartiste conmigo en tu, tu segunda idioma y, y uh, que, que vas a regresar cuando comienzo en el segundo proyecto tengo que, que podemos hablar sobre sobre algo similar y sobre acte en, en español eh, que creo que se va a llamar creo estoy creo que eh, va a ser en contexto act fab y más algo así que en va? contexto ok me gusta me gusta porque en contexto eh, está reuniendo las características de las tres de las tres sí, tipos de terapias uh -huh. en contexto. Sí. En contexto, act, yeah. y más. O oh, me parece Vamos excelente. Eh, 
Sí. Ok. Y, um, um, so, gracias. Muchas gracias, Luisa. Y Marcel, muchas gracias por haberme invitado. Y, sí. y nada, pues fue súper hablar sí. contigo y, y además hablar en yeah. los dos idiomas. Excelente. Yeah. Siente libre, okay. ¿verdad?